another episode of the Climbing Henge Podcast. The balance of power in relationships. That's going to be the topic of the podcast today. I've often talked about uh, in relationships that you need to have a balance of power. You need to have equal energy from both parties within the relationship. Otherwise, things become unbalanced. And from there, uh, one person has more power, of course. And typically what happens, and we're going to see from the research here, if somebody has more power in the relationship, um, the research tells us that that person will put less energy into the relationship. They will exhibit less pro-relationship behavior. So it's important that we have a balance of, of energy and, and power in a relationship for many reasons. And we're going to get into that uh, on this podcast. So first what we're going to do is we're going to define power, um, a definition that Simpson put together in 2015 in their work on power in intimate relationships. We're going to talk about sources of power, um, where, they, where they come from. Uh, we're going to talk about the nature of the power in terms of, of how it emanates from the relationship. One person putting more energy into um, the relationship than the other. We're going to talk a little bit about female power and how it, how it can be different than male power in the relationship. Now we're going to talk about the uh, balance of power, whether it's unequal or equal, and what that means for the long-term benefits of a relationship. And then finally, things you can do um, to uh, get a greater sense of balance in a relationship. Okay, so here's a definition of power. This is from Simpson in 2015. What they said was power is, and this is in an intimate relationship, the ability or capacity to change a partner's feelings, thoughts, and behaviors so they align with your own desired preferences and the ability to resist influence attempts by your partner. So you can influence and change your partner's thoughts, feelings, or behaviors um, to align with yours if you have more power and you can resist their influence attempts. So that's the definition. Where does power emanate from? Where does it, where does it derive from in a relationship? Well, um, Simpson says two sources. Number one, the individual characteristics of each person. And then um, it also can um, come from each partner's relative level of commitment to the relationship. So individual characteristics are things like your income. If you have a greater income, you have more options. You can do more things. You're, net, you're probably going to have a little bit more power in the relationship because of that. Um, your prestige, your status. If you, if you are a famous person, you probably have more power in the relationship. Your educational level. Um, your, your, your handsome looks or your beauty if you're a woman. So if you're a woman and you're very beautiful, um, you have a lot of male suitors who have always been knocking at your door and you're in a relationship. One of the things you know is that if the relationship doesn't go so well, you've got a lot of prominent male suitors lining up for you. So that gives you more power in the relationship. Remember that um, 
power plays out in different domains, right? So I could be in a relationship with a woman, I could be making more money than her, I could have more prestige. She could be a really, really beautiful woman who's got lots of options if the relationship ends. Our balance of power can play out and balance each other out. So think about it like that. Also, if I have control over certain resources, I have power. The more options somebody has, generally speaking, the more power that they will have because they, they can do more things if something goes wrong. So individual characteristics play out. One, else, one other thing to think about is if I have more power in the realm of income and prestige and education level, my partner, um, knowing this or seeing this, will try to balance out the power in the relationship through other means. Um, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about how females do that. Okay, secondly, where do, in terms of where does power um, derive from, each partner's relative level of commitment to the relationship will determine power. If one person is more committed to the relationship, say I'm more committed to the relationship than my partner, and they know it, they will have more power over the relationship than me. And what the research tells us is that people who have more power in a relationship will do l fewer or less pro-relationship behaviors, and that's research from Chen and Lee in 2001. So if I'm, I'm putting more energy into the relationship, I'm texting my partner more, I'm asking them for more date nights, I'm asking them to do more things um, than they want to with me, they're gonna sense this. They're gonna tell themselves that they have more power in the relationship, and if they feel that energy for too long, what are they going to do? they are going to exhibit less pro-relationship behaviors. They're gonna recoil, they're gonna retreat because they don't have to do as much work because I'm doing all the work. So one of the things we always wanna do is try to have a semblance of equal energy going back and forth. If you're sensing that, say for example, you want more from your partner in the relationship than they are willing to share and give you right now, especially if you're after a breakup and you're trying to get back together. You have to be very careful about the energy that you show them because if you show them too much energy, they know that you want the relationship back in a much stronger way than they do and they're going to exhibit less pro-relationship behavior. This is just one aspect of it. One thing to keep in mind is that a woman and females are uh, attracted to signs and social cues of power in men. And this is research from Buss in 1989, which they found out that a man's financial prospects, his ambition, his status, and his industriousness, those are all attractive things to a female because they signal something. They signal that you are going to be able to provide and protect for your partner and that if you have children and offspring, you're gonna be able to provide and provide a household for them as well. So those, these factors that lead to power are attractive to females. Females are attracted to male power. It's a, it's a, it signals a, 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 the ability to take care. It also signals a, a kind of a vivaciousness in a, in a sexual desire sense. 
However, once you get into the relationship, if you are the male and you exercise these powers um, in an imbalanced manner to control joint decision making, to control all the financials, to um, control the housework, say you don't want to do any housework because you're working more or, or whatever, these things are going to cause an imbalance of power and the female, your partner, is likely to is going to be very likely to resent you and if they resent you because you're using your power to control decision making to control financials to control how housework is divided what the research says is that um, females will look to to balance out power in other domains of the relationship so how do they how do they do that here's what the research says um, this is from Ackerman and Gre Gre Vicious in 2011. Women can gain power by withholding the reciprocation of a partner's love, affection, and sexuality to gain power. So, if they feel, if a female feels that you are having and exercising too much power in other domains of the relationship with decision-making within the relationship, within the financial um, matters and how money is managed within the relationship or how housework is uh, divvied up. What they can do, what they often do, is regain power by withholding love, affection, or sex. One of the three, maybe all three. Um, so the research tells us this. Again, quote-unquote, a frequent strategy for women to gain power is to withhold sex. That's research from Harvey in 2002. Evidence suggests women may gain power by controlling love and sex. Dragon and Duck, 2005. So what you have to remember is if you as a male in a relationship have more power because of your status, because of your money, because of your educational level, uh, your partner is likely to try to regain a balance of power in another domain. Um, and if this continues, this imbalance of power continues for too long, um, what is going to happen is your partner is going to probably develop a deep sense of resentment over you because you're using your power to control certain aspects of the relationship. Decision making, financial decisions, perhaps the housework. And that's going to lead to bad things. All right, so let's look at balance of power when it's unequal versus equal. And what does the research tell us? Well, if you have an unequal balance of power in a relationship, uh, what's really going to happen is one partner may feel less safe to express their vulnerable emotions. And that's uh, research from Beans in 1985. So. If your partner is feeling less power in the relationship, they may not express their vulnerabilities and their emotions to you. They're gonna withhold it because they don't feel safe in doing it. Um, low power equals less likely to confront a partner. So if your partner is in, a, you're in an imbalanced relationship, they have less power, they're less likely to confront you about things. They'll let things go. And then when they let things go, what happens? It builds up and it builds up. Um, we know that inequality in house chores um, can be a big factor that decreases 
a person's psychological well-being, especially when it's a woman. So if you're a, a guy and you say, for example, you work more and you bring home more income within the household so that you feel then that you don't have to partake or do an equal amount of house chores, this leads to, uh, the research shows us, a decrease in psychological well-being. So you want to be careful about how you divvy up the house chores, um, making sure they're balanced um, in the relationship. Um, so you got to remember, uh, when, when a woman is with a partner that ha has higher power, um, also can lead to um, depression, anxiety, and decreased sexual desire from the female. That's research from Walsh in 1989. Imbalanced relationships that have an imbalance of power leads to bad outcomes like we just see. Greater sense of depression, uh, decreased sexual desire, um, lower sense of psychological well-being. You want to make sure that you strive to have a relationship that has a good sense of balance. If it's equal, um, equality helps create intimacy and relationship success. So you, you want to cr strive to having equality and balance in your relationship. You have um, less aggression and conflict. Um, that's research from Stanley in 2016. More equitable power equals greater trust, happiness, commitment, and security. Grauerhaus, 1987. So a balance of power in relationships is an important factor um, in terms of having success. If you are in an imbalanced relationship, what you want to do is understand why. What are the, what are the core problems? Well, there's, there's two factors. So number one, where does the power emanate from um, in terms of the individual characteristics or in terms of the level of commitment? If the level of commitment is off, so for example, if you're putting more energy into the relationship, you're more committed to it, and your partner or the person that you're trying to be in a relationship can feel this, the research again shows us that person will put forth less pro-relationship behaviors. They'll put forth less energy into it. So if I'm texting my partner um, three times as much as they're texting me, for example, if I'm the one that's constantly asking them to do things or to see them, if I'm putting more energy into the relationship on a consistent basis, what they're going to do is retreat and put less energy into the relationship because they have more relationship power. The way to counter that is to mix up your behaviors and use a series of other behaviors that will create more attraction. So I can do things like use scarcity, use social proof, use intermittent um, reinforcement, I can use kind and supportive gestures instead of spending time with my partner. And all those things will do is create uh, attraction and draw indebtedness and gratitude for, for me so that the person that I want them to be exhibiting more energy towards the relationship, they will come towards me. But I can't do it directly just by giving them more attention. That will push them away. So. We want to have equal level of commitment to the relationship. If you are trying to either reunite with your partner 
or get your partner more involved in the relationship. You can't do that directly just by texting them more, by asking them out more, by, by direct confrontation. You have to use a mixture of strategies to do it. Okay, secondly, if you have individual characteristics that are leading uh, one side to have more power, say I have more income, say I have more status, I have higher educational level, and I, I, how this plays out is that if I control joint decision making, for example, or I control um, a lot of the financial decisions or control the money flow within the relationship, my partner is probably going to sense that I'm exercising power over the relationship because of these things. And if they do, um, it's likely um, that my partner, um, that she will try to rebalance the relationship power in other domains, such as withholding sex, withholding her affection, withholding her love from me. She might show me love and affection from time to time, but deep down, she has some resentment because I'm exercising too much power in the relationship. And so um, she pulls back from time to time. This is the unhealthy thing long-term, obviously, because the longer this goes on, the greater her resentment will grow, right, over time. So the things you want to do if this is the, the case is, you want to make sure that A, uh, when it comes to decision making, you're giving your partner an equal voice and you're working for them to, to have an equal voice in decision making. Um, B, that the housework is adequately, um, and the chores around the house and the things that have to be done are adequately um, partitioned off half and half, so they're fair, even if you're working more. And then B, when it comes to um, financial control of money, um, you should have some very good conversations in terms of how, how financial decisions are made. Because if you're the one that's bringing more money and you're controlling that, um, obviously what that's going to do is create a sense of resentment probably long term. So you got to approach those three things and look for ways to provide balance in the relationship. Okay, so this is power in relationships, in intimate relationships, and we can see it's important. We know that individual characteristics drive power, your, your income, your status, your educational level, your, your looks, your beauty, whether you're a handsome man. The more options you have gives one power. Relative level of commitment to the relationship. One person is more committed, the other person will have more power. And if that's the case, they're likely to put less resources into the relationship. So that's something that if you sense that is going on, you have to manage that carefully to drive your partner so they can have a higher level of interest and attraction in the relationship. If your female partner feels an imbalance of power, they are likely to withhold sex, affection, or love at periods in the relationship. Maybe not all the time, but some of the time to, to get back at you to rebalance things out. And we know unequal balance in relationships is very unhealthy for all the reasons we discussed. And having an equal balance of power leads to much greater trust, commitment, security, and happiness in the relationship. So we wanna strive for 
balance of power in all aspects of our relationships as to the greatest degree that we can and that will result in a much more um, happy uh, partnership and relationship um, going forward. Again, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Climbing Henge Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.